welcome to the Preaching Matters Podcast. My name is Alan Carr, and I am your host. Thank you for listening to our episode today. On this podcast, we talk about preaching because we believe preaching matters, and we certainly want our preaching to be better. We want it to glorify God, and we want it to be biblical. And so that's what this podcast is about. We talk about all matters related to preaching because we believe preaching matters. So thank you for tuning in today. We're going to get right into the episode, but before we do, let me ask you to go to your favorite podcast directory and leave us a good review. We would appreciate that. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Now, let's talk about preaching because preaching matters. Welcome back to the Preaching Matters Podcast. This is Alan Carr, and I thank you for being with me today. This is episode number 38. In this episode, we're going to talk about bypassing the cross to get to the glory. Bypassing the cross to get to the glory. Now, this was suggested by one of our listeners, and I'm sorry if you're listening, my friend. I cannot remember. I couldn't find the communication. So if you'll take the time to reach out to me, I'll be sure to give you credit for this suggestion uh, in the next episode. So thank you for sending this great idea to us about preaching. Now, you think about this. The Bible tells us that we are to preach one thing, right? 2 Timothy 4, we are to preach the word. So let's talk about this. What is preaching? What is preaching? Well, here's a fancy definition, if you like. It is the act of proclaiming a theological message, generally involving the conveyance of some truth related to God or Scripture with inherent significance to the audience for whom the act is being done. How's that for fancy? Well, what preaching really is is the communication of God's Word from the mouth of a human personality into the ears of other humans in which we share what God has to say in his word. Now, our call is to preach. Listen to what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Verse 19, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So Paul tells us there that he came preaching the cross. He came to Corinth, and he came to preach the word of God. He said in verse 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but what? To preach the gospel, not with words of wisdom, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So our mandate, I believe, is to preach the gospel. And to preach the gospel, we must preach Christ crucified in the place of his people to die for their sins. We must preach him buried 
and we must preach him resurrected the third day. That is the essence and heart of the gospel. Christ came to this world to die for our sins on the cross. He did die, and he was buried, and he rose again the third day. 1 Corinthians 15 makes this clear. What is the gospel? It is the preaching of the cross. We tell people about Jesus. We tell people how Christ came to this earth, how he lived, how he died, and how he suffered to purchase salvation for all the believing ones. And I thank God that he did that, don't you? And that is our mandate to preach. But there is a certain element of preaching in our day which tends to bypass the cross and reaches for the glory. Now, what we mean by that is that people are working toward the emotion. They want people to be excited. So they skip preaching about the cross and they head straight for heaven or they head to the blessings of God. And they talk about all the good things that are ours in Christ, which there's nothing wrong with that but you've got to preach the cross before you preach the glory. There can be no glory apart from the cross. When Jesus was being tempted by the devil, one of the temptations was for Christ to fall down and worship the devil, and if he did, Satan would give him all the kingdoms of the world. Now, that would appeal to you and me because that attacks our pride of life, and every one of us wants to be known, recognized, and we would love the idea of being the ruler of the world, but that's because we're sinners. But Jesus was not tempted by that because Jesus knew one day he would rule the earth anyway. But to get to that place of rule, to get to that kingship, to get to that place where he could sit on the throne of his kingdom, Jesus first had to die. And we make a serious mistake when we bypass the cross to go anywhere in our preaching. In fact, the heart of every sermon we preach should be the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be telling people how Jesus died for sinners. And you know, you say, well, if I preach that every service, then folk are going to get sick and tired of hearing me talk about the gospel. Well, the thing is, those who know Jesus and those who are saved by the grace of God, they love hearing the preaching of the cross. Now, you can get a church excited. If your entire goal is to be emotional, if your entire goal is to walk away saying, man, I did a good job tonight. They were shouting. They were jumping pews. They were, you know, they were doing Baptist calisthenics. I mean, they were having a great time in there. And uh, I was preaching and boy, I got in the glory and it was just so good. But did you tell them about Jesus? If you did not tell them about Jesus, then you missed the opportunity to honor God through the preaching of the cross. And the preaching of the cross, while it is foolishness to the world, it says it very plainly, verse 18, 1 Corinthians 1. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. And the word foolishness comes from the Greek word moronos, which means we get our word moron from it. They think it's moronic. They think it's idiotic. How in the world can a guy dying on a cross, a dead man, how can a dead man save anybody? But what they miss is, is that while Jesus was on the cross, he became sin for, I mean, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus was consumed on that cross by the wrath of God, but you and I who stand in him are shielded from that wrath and we can walk in the glory. But the only reason we can enjoy the glory is because Jesus went to the cross. And I submit to you, the cross and resurrection are central 
to Christianity. They are the dead center of everything we should preach and believe. So you and I, as preachers, have a mandate to stand and tell people about a crucified and risen Savior. Yes, I love preaching about heaven. Yes, I love those exciting sermons where uh, people get excited and they give you the amens and they give you the feedback and you see them rejoicing in the Lord. I was in a church one night and I was preaching and man, God fell on that place. There were probably 200 people on the floor shouting and carrying on, following me around, slapping me with Bibles. It was pandelirium, as someone, some people might say. It was crazy, but we had a good time. But during that message, I had to be careful to not get caught up in the glory by passing the cross of Calvary. For our job is to preach the gospel. It's been said of Spurgeon that he said, take a text, any text, and then make a beeline for the cross. Now, that's been attributed to other people too, and I'm not sure if that statement is an actual statement from Spurgeon, but I do know this. No matter who said it, it is the truth. When we take a text, one of our duties is to find the Christocentric influence in that text. That is, we are to find Jesus in that text, and we are to talk about him. And every sermon should be a revelation or a demonstration of who Jesus is, and he needs to be kept in the forefront of the people's minds. And by by preaching the gospel every time we preach, we can accomplish this goal of magnifying the Lord Jesus Christ. But what fools we are when we fail to preach the gospel because every preaching opportunity is an opportunity for evangelism. The lost need to hear it. The saved need to hear it. Everybody needs to hear the, the gospel. Everybody needs to be reminded of the cross because that is what God has called us to do. Did you notice what it said in verse 21? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now, when he talks about the foolishness of preaching, He's not talking about foolish preaching, and heaven knows there's enough of that going around today. He's not talking about turning the preaching time into a time for skits and play acting. He's not talking about the foolishness of of running wild while you preach and preying on the emotions of men. When he talks about the foolishness of preaching, he's talking about the foolishness of what we preach. The content of our message is foolish to the world right? They do not want to hear about a crucified, resurrected Savior who has the power to save their souls and change their lives. Why is that? Jesus said that they love the darkness more than they love the light. And when the light comes, they will rebel against it. But you and I, preacher, we are lighthouses for Christ. And our job is to spread the light of the gospel every time we preach. So let's decide within ourselves that we're not going to be overly emotional when we preach. I'm not against it. Now, listen, I come from a context and I grew up in shouting. I grew up in all this stuff that goes on in church and I'm, I'm a fan of it. I don't mind praising God. I don't mind hands being lifted. I don't mind people shouting glory. I don't mind that kind of thing when I'm preaching. That may not happen where you are. 
But at the same time, there should be enthusiasm in my preaching, but the enthusiasm and the emotional draw of preaching should not be the main goal. The main goal should be to preach the foolishness of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you and I need to learn to rejoice in what Jesus did when he died for our sins. If you've been preaching any length of time, there's one thing you know. You know that you can preach on heaven, people will get excited. You can preach on salvation and how God changes our lives or meets our needs, and you can get people excited. People get excited about all that good stuff, pardon me, all that good stuff in the Bible, but you go back to preaching on the cross, and if you describe in detail what Jesus endured and you talk about him dying, people don't get too excited about that. You can take a church that's really on the verge of just going absolute crazy in a service and you can take them back to the cross and preach about the pain, the suffering, the horror, and how Jesus absorbed the wrath of God on behalf of his people. And that church will typically grow silent for you. But if you want to get them back, just talk about the resurrection, him getting up and what that means for us, and you will have them back in the land of excitement. But would it be a blessing if God's people were excited about the cross? I think some people find it hard to rejoice in the suffering and death of Jesus on the cross, but yet Jesus endured that so that we might be saved by the grace of God, and he has given us the mandate of preaching that message. Now, what Paul said he said the Jews require a sign. This is in 1 Corinthians 1, 22. The Greeks seek after wisdom. The Jews are over here looking for some great sign to prove Jesus is who he says he is. And again, they did that during his ministry. And the Greeks are so caught up in wisdom and philosophy, all they want to do is hear something new. But Paul said, but we preach Christ crucified. Paul said, I did not play to their egos. I did not play to their felt needs. I did not play to their desires, but I came preaching Jesus and I talked about him dying on the cross. Under the Jews, it was a stumbling block. Under the Greeks, it was moronic foolishness. But he tells us that to the people of God who are saved by the grace of God, but unto them who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. If you preacher have experienced the power of God and the wisdom of God through a faith relationship in Jesus Christ who died for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day, that should thrill your soul. And you should never grow tired of sharing with the congregation how God saved you how he can save others, and what it took to make that salvation possible. We have a mandate to preach the gospel. Will it always be popular? No. Will everybody want to hear it? No. Will people walk away saying all that guy talks about is the cross? They surely will. But I'd rather be known for preaching the gospel as I had for to be known for preaching anything else. If my ministry has to be boiled down to one simple statement, let it be he preached the cross. That is our job. That is our mandate. And we must be active in finding Jesus everywhere in the scripture so that we can point him out in clarity to those who come to hear us preach because they need the gospel. Beloved, I need the gospel. 
every day. I need to preach the gospel to myself. We had a woman come to our church and uh, she came out of a Roman Catholic background, but her son was converted in our church and she would visit and sit with him. But she complained to him that she said, all that preacher talks about is Jesus. All he ever talks about is Jesus. I thought, well, praise the Lord. I'm doing something right. She didn't like it, but that's okay. That's okay. My job is to preach the cross. Your job is to preach the cross. And we should never be ashamed of that. We should never be guilty of playing on the emotions of people and trying to work up some emotional response when our primary duty is to preach Christ and him crucified. After we have preached the gospel, yes, let's reach for the glory. Let's reach for all that stuff that blesses us and helps us. But let us never preach without mentioning the cross of Christ and the gospel because that is the heart of what you and I are to preach to the people. Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we communicate the word of God to the people, what they need more than anything is the gospel. Now I know we want to teach them how to balance their checkbooks and how to have a good marriage. And we want to teach them how, and I'm being facetious here, but we want to teach them how to raise their children without, without lifting the hand to correct them and all this stuff <clears throat> that you hear in a lot of the modern churches, but that plays to the intellect. And on the other extreme of that, you have the churches where you go and all they do is hoop it up and shout and holler and carry on. And that's fine, but it's shallow. It's like an inch deep and a mile wide. But God help us to be an inch wide and a mile deep. And we will be deeper preachers if we concentrate on finding Jesus in every text and if we concentrate on preaching the gospel. Hope this is making sense to you. I'm just kind of shooting from the hip today and talking to you because what we have is a message. And our message is filled with intense irony. We preach the gospel. Very shameful. The crucifixion was a shameful thing to people in that first century church. But the most foolish thing about God is wiser than human wisdom. And God can use the simplicity and the shamefulness of the gospel's central event, the cross, to demonstrate that real foolishness belongs to those who oppose him. The arrogance of human wisdom blinds unbelievers to the truth. And Jesus thanked the Father for his good pleasure in hiding these things from the wise and learned, but revealing them to little children. My friend, do you understand that? You may not have a high IQ, but if you understand who Jesus is and you're saved by the grace of God, you have a wisdom, you have a possession in you that the most intellectual people in our world cannot say they have because many of them have uh, have, have surveyed the cross, they have surveyed Christ, they have look, looked at the evidence and they have said, I don't want it. And so they rest in their intellectual prowess thinking they're better than those who believe the gospel. Yet those who have believed the foolishness of the gospel have been made wise through the glory of God and they enjoy the power of God in their lives because they walk in a faith relationship with Jesus. And isn't that what we should be preaching? Now, I love to go to a service and preach where people get excited. I like the feedback, but I'm fine to stand in front of a congregation where they don't make a sound as long as I get the opportunity to preach Jesus, him crucified and resurrected. So what I'm saying to you today, my friends, is that the gospel should be central to everything we do. We should be preaching the gospel every time we open the book. 
I don't care if you're in Malachi preaching about tithing. Find a way to hit Jesus in that text and get that congregation to the cross. Get them to the feet of the cross and let them see Jesus suffering, bleeding, dying for their sins. Let them see him rising again in glory because what is the gospel? What is it? We are to preach what? Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. And to add to that, Romans 10, 9 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. How can somebody believe, Romans 10 asserts, how can somebody believe unless somebody goes and tells them? And the only way people are going to hear is if those who are called to preach will focus on the central issue, which is the preaching of the gospel. So my friends, I commend to you the preaching of the gospel. Keep it central. Reach for the glory. Yes, reach for heaven. Reach for all the blessings, but never bypass the cross to do it. Keep the cross central in your preaching, and it will help you be a better preacher. Yes, some will think you're foolish. Yes, some will turn their backs on you. Yes, some will not want you to be speaking to them in the tones in which you're speaking. But hey, that's the way it goes, right? Preach the gospel. Now, I would tell you to check the show notes for all this stuff, but I don't have any notes. I'm just talking to you. And so there'll be really nothing in the show notes, but you will have the opportunity there to see my email and you can contact me at alancar at gmail.com. And uh, that'll be a blessing. I'd love to hear from you what you think about the show, what you, maybe what ideas you have for future episodes. That'd be a blessing. So again, that's alancar at gmail.com. And also if you'd like to become a Patreon member and help us uh, with the, with the expense the podcast you can do so there's a link in the show notes that says support the show click that and it'll take you to patreon and you can become a patron and you can become a great help and asset to our ministry so thank you so much for listening to me today all this drivel be sure and subscribe to our podcast be sure and leave a positive review and be sure and come back next week when we'll talk about something else and again let me know if you have ideas or thoughts about upcoming episodes because you're help would be much appreciated. So have a good day where you are. Take the opportunity to preach the gospel to somebody and may God bless you as you preach. And you know why? Preaching matters. Have a good one. Thank you once again for joining us today on the Preaching Matters podcast. We'll try to have a new episode out next week. So I encourage you if you enjoyed the episode or you think someone else would enjoy it, first, I want you to subscribe. And I'd like for you to leave a positive review on the platform of your choice or on several if you choose. And I'd like for you to tell somebody else about it. This is a podcast for preachers. If you are a preacher or know some preacher who might benefit, share the news. God bless you. Thanks for being here. I pray that preaching goes well for you. And God blesses you in your work for his glory. Pray for us and Lord willing, we'll see you next week.